freezing it right here. It's not a parking spot, but this is where I'm going. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever time you're listening to me, thank you for listening to me because, yeah, I'm just sitting here talking to myself. Um, but I'm in the car again because you know how it is when you be doing them gig works. So, <clears throat> you guys probably were following my journey about how I got this car, fixing my credit so that I could get this car. Because last year in 2021, we were getting that advanced child tax credit, which was $800 a month. Okay, well, my highfalutin, sedity, high sedity kids, they got used to that extra 800 bucks. So, while I was um, fixing my credit so that I could buy a house so that we can get, a, get out of public housing, I decided, well, I might as well go ahead on and use the car to make up that extra $800 a month. I already have an Etsy shop, I already have um, my homeschool lesson plans, and I'm thinking about expanding into stickers and whatnot. Cool. Gotta love that passive income while you're homeschooling your children, right? So I was listening to the Geek Mom today, and she was asking, well, what is your plan for retirement? Well, I've been saving for my children. Oh my God, that guy's, woo, Jesus. His car, ooh, oh my God. Anyway, I wish y'all could see that. Sometimes I really do wish I knew how to get the video to work on here. Because his tire was like wobbling separate from the rest of his car. Like, I don't even know how that was possible. But anyway, so I was watching the Big Mom on YouTube. Shout out to you. Uh, and she was asking, what's your plan? So I've been homeschooling my children and I've been basically working from home or unemployed, however you want to figure it since um 2012 been taking care of my dad when he got sick he died in 2016. so i haven't had a job in god knows how long an actual nine to five day job so i enjoy my flexibility and my children are used to me being home all the time well in november i decided that um i was going to work at amazon for the holiday pay and a three thousand dollar sign-on bonus i repeat Remember that extra child tax credit and all those stimulus checks? My children got used to it. And although I was making enough money to live my life and be comfortable to where my children didn't even realize that we were living in subsidized housing. They thought that we were just living in an apartment and we lived in a nice neighborhood and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, so during the, um, the pandemic, it got worse. So you could start to tell that we lived in a crappy neighborhood shootings went up, drug deals going down right in front of us, all kind of stuff like that. But anyway, so besides from me um, having an already other business besides this gig work, this is truly this is something extra. I have been putting money away into my own personal 401k as well as custodial accounts for my children. Every little bit of money, my um, income tax refund, I put that into their accounts. I put that into my retirement fund. Uh, every time I get a little bit of extra money, I invest it. That's how it has to be. I have a stash card, so every purchase that I make off of there, it goes into my accounts. I just started getting into this past year using my credit cards in order to pay for things and then uh, pay it off out of my checking account which definitely helped because I've had to dispute quite a few things 
I've been watching other DoorDashers and quite frankly, fraud and thefts and all kinds of scams have been running rampant. Like in the past year alone, I have had my identity tampered with at least four times. I had tried to get a loan to get my transmission fixed and somebody actually called me talking about, I need to get your banking information. They gave me my social security number, my banking information, all that stuff. And said that they needed my um, bank login information in order to give me the loan. Like really? Who is falling for that? That's what I wanna know. And I pray for them because poor little Tink Tink needs some help. But anyway, so that's my plan. I have other passive income. And I think they said that millionaires have seven streams of income. It's very true. It's very necessary. Because I don't wanna work at Amazon forever. The only reason why I'm technically still an employee is for the bonus. I thought I was only gonna be working for the holidays and getting a sign-on bonus of $3,000. Nope, I have to work there for six months. It went from three months to six months. I thought it was only gonna be 90, I mean, not 90 days. I thought it was only gonna be 30 days and it, they just kept it going. I don't know what to do about that. But anyway, you get health benefits and yada, yada, yada. But the thing is, they don't even pay me enough to be disqualified for Medicaid. So why am I paying for Medicare? I mean, why am I paying for medical, dental, and vision out of my paycheck when I can still qualify to get that stuff for free? Anyway, that's a different issue. But like I said, for retirement, I already have 401k that I've had for years, many, many years. And um, I just put in money into that. I've worked, I've had Zazzle, I used to build websites and I put money away and I use my income tax refund to fund special things. I mean like for big purchases or big investments. And that's what I've been doing. Why do I still live in public housing? Because I focused on my kids, not the money. 18 years of quality time with children as a single mother and actually cherishing that time and the experiences far outweighed the money aspect of it. And now that they're getting older and my oldest son is 12 now, they actually appreciate it a whole lot more that I spent that time. Now they're like, yeah, I wanna do this, that, and the other. But luckily for me, with the pandemic, I got a leg up. All that extra cash gave me the breathing room to save more and invest more so I could do more. And then, of course, I got it in my head, oh my God, I can't operate in cash. It's getting difficult, more and more difficult. I had no credit because I had no debts. I was literally that Dave Ramsey chick that had no debts. The only debt that I had that I didn't even realize was like, I think it's $11,000 of student loan debt. I swear to you, I thought I had paid it off. But when I pulled my credit report while I was doing my credit journey, I realized I still had like $5,000, but the interest was stacking up. Totally screwed me. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. I thought I had paid this off in 2016 and you're telling me that I still have four loans that didn't get consolidated and paid off? Oh my God, this is how they're getting people. They're like hiding debts from people. 
but anyway I was basically operating as if I had no debts and I didn't realize that I still had um, four student loans outstanding and it was very unclear to me that that was the case because you know how it is when you call in student loan people they just say forbearance 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 put in forbearance blah 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 and they don't make it clear what is actually happening and when I had consolidated um, my loans way back when they didn't make the distinction between only consolidating the secured loans and leaving the unsecured loans individual that's where they got me I didn't realize that they weren't all together I didn't realize I had eight student loans as opposed to only having four. So, go figure. Um, but those are the lessons that you learn, and I took care of that. So, my credit journey has been pretty good. I mean, I got that taken care of. I've got credit cards that were instrumental in replacing my engine and my um, transmission and starter on my car. And I'm just doing this gig economy until I get that next income tax refund. And then I'm going to invest that and expand my business. My, Like I said, my Etsy business, do some more advertising for my um, homeschool lesson plans. Probably try and get some um, homeschool co-op situation going on where we have dues and things like that. And that's my temporary plan for gig work because Working at Amazon for 10 hours a day is not the business. I mean, their healthcare, I can just get it myself. I don't need to go directly through Amazon to get health insurance. I can afford it on my own as soon as I figure it out because even if I keep Uber and go through that, because I do like it, I like driving, it's nice, I enjoy it. And then I have my alone time and then I can do my podcast about senseless nonsense. But um, that's just how it is. I'm gonna probably, I, I, I don't want to be active. I don't want it to ever be like, if I don't drive, I don't make money. That's not how it should be. That's how no one should live. If I don't go to Amazon, I'm stuck. That's not how it should be. No one should live like that. I think that everyone should have some sort of passive income where you do a podcast, you do a video, and you set it and you forget it. You might do a podcast every now and again. You might do a YouTube every now and again, even though I think YouTube needs to go the way of the... Yeah, it needs to go. But um, anything like that. Vimeo, post videos, get subscribers... Um, I'm trying to do my Mighty Networks, um, all kinds of stuff. I mean, yeah, have a plan, but don't let this be forever. And the next question is my plan. What is my plan? I, I made that so ass backwards, but I'm driving, so my brain is kind of all over the place. The plan is have passive income, no matter what it is. Etsy podcasts, vlog, blog, any of that stuff, where you're making income when you're sleeping, period. Invest it, make sure your credit is good, and leverage your credit to get what you want. 
there. That's the main thing that I wanted to say. Make sure you have a 401k. Make sure you have custodial accounts for your children and investing regularly. $5 a day, $5 a week, $100 a month, whatever it is. And the second question is, what, if at all, or how long is the gig economy going to last? Is it ever going to come to an end? Yes, the gig economy is going to come to an end. But not the way that you think. It's going to stop being so flexible. Like with GoPuff. It's flexible in that you can um, schedule your day, but it's not flexible in the idea that I know that I'm going to make this much money. Do you know what I mean? Like, eventually, well, eventually the drivers are going to find other things. Like, I think the gig economy will always be there for the entrepreneurial, spirited college student or the high schooler who doesn't want to go to college. It'll always be there for them. Because, I mean, GoPuff is awesome. Amazon Flex is awesome. You're always going to have disabled and infirmed and elderly people and people, I'll, I'll even say it, responsible drinkers who don't want to leave the house to go to the store real quick in the middle of the night. You just get on the app, you order some stuff, and it, del- it's, it arrives at your door. That's not going to stop. You're going to have people who work in corporate, who work long shifts, and then they get home and they want their meals delivered for dinner. Or they need their groceries delivered. So in that regard, no, it's never going to end, but it's not going to be as busy as it is now. Because right now, everybody's in the house. But then there's going to be a lull when everybody gets back out of the house. And they're going to be like, okay, I'm going. There's no snow. There's no snowstorms. I can walk. I can get on the bus. I can go do this. It's going to slow down. And that's when the people who have, who use this as a side gig will wane away. And then the people that need it as a main source of income, they're going to see more orders because there's nobody else picking them up. That's it. And then, of course, you always have the ebbs and flows of the seasons. You're going to make a lot of money in crappy weather and holidays and so on and so forth. But that's with everything. There's always an ebb and flow. But how it is right now between 2020 and 2022, maybe 2023, it might die down a little bit. I don't know. I don't have any intentions of continuing to do this as much as I've been doing it. I've been doing GoPuff 20 hours a week, Uber Eats 20 hours a week, and DoorDash whenever the app is working. Because I was doing DoorDash mostly, and I made $800 in DoorDash, and I thought it was awesome. And then the app glitched out, and I was like, oh my god, this is crap. And then... But I think that they're making a lot of advancements because with Stride and um, Gridwise, Mover, Skeddy, all that stuff. 
it's just, it's, it is what it is. You're always going to need taxis. So we're always going to have Lyft drivers. We're always going to have Uber people drivers. And I think GoPuff is going to be here for the long haul. And GoPuff has even partnered with Uber Eats, which is awesome because I do both. So it's like, yeah, am I getting subsidy from, (laughs) do I get a bonus for working with Uber Eats and GoPuff? I don't know. I hope so. But the benefits, it's going to turn into a real job for some people because they need to be able to be like, okay, I need to call off without having to go through the bureaucracy and the red tape of why they're calling off. Like Gig Mom said, she has a child with disabilities and she needs that flexibility. You just turn on your car, you turn on your app and you go. But I'm hoping that a lot of people realize that everybody cannot do this. You cannot have everybody doing the driving. Somebody's going to have to work in those restaurants. Somebody's going to have to work in those grocery stores. Someone's going to have to drive those trucks that are delivering the goods. Someone's going to have to work in the facilities that pack up those trucks to deliver those goods. So, like I said... The gig economy will be here, but it's not going to be like how it is now. And that's that. If nobody said they love you today, I do. Always will. Peace.